0: all right We're back with another episode of the Daily Fantasy Lines NBA podcast. Uh, Tonight we have five games. It looks like there is a six-game all-day slate over on FanDuel. Uh, I won't dive into that very much. I'm pretty much going to stick to the main slate, but I will have a few honorable mentions at the end of the podcast if you are playing the all-day slate. Uh, Yesterday... Posted the results, won a couple hundred dollars. It wasn't anything big. Uh, Jokic on one of my cash lineups got in foul trouble like a dumbass. And Will Barton was just absolute trash. Plus that late night game uh, really went off. And it was undervalued around the industry. Uh, the ownership was extremely low. Uh, so here we go. We're going to look at FanDuel point guard 1st uh, kick things off with Dante Exum. Um, he started last game and uh, he did pretty well. Uh, I don't know if they're going to roll with the small ball lineup again, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. He seemed to uh, play a lot bigger than his position says. Uh, I saw him get uh, some blocks. I'm not looking at his stat line right now, uh, but he got quite a few rebounds and and some defensive stats uh, as well, so he's definitely somebody Uh, Worth considering tonight on a slate that doesn't seem to have a whole lot of value. Uh, Whereas last night, we were just chocked full with unlimited value. Um, Looking at his stat line, we're looking at 28 minutes, 7 points, 4 rebounds, and a block. That's not great, but there's definitely room for upside there. Um, They haven't released the starting lineup yet, obviously. uh, But it's something that we will keep an eye on. Give me just a second here. I'm trying to pull up. Uh, My injury report, I know I've got it in here somewhere, to see if we're dealing with any Cleveland uh, injuries here. Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah, I'm not seeing anything, oh there we go. Kevin Porter out, Okoro out, nobody's questionable, so it's just the same thing we've been dealing with, with uh, Isaac Okoro, really. Um... Moving on to the next point guard, we've got Michael Carter Williams. Uh, we saw him uh, get some run off the bench last game. Uh, is Fournier out today? Because that's probably what we're looking at here. Fournier is questionable. So Michael Carter Williams is projecting fine with Fournier questionable. If Fournier goes from questionable to out, uh, we're probably going to see Michael Carter Williams chalk. Uh, and even so, he's probably a good play. Um, Markel Fultz is the same thing. He would benefit even more from Fournier, and he's next in line in the value column. Uh, So, I mean, I guess what we're hoping for tonight is for Fournier to be out. We can lock in Michael Carter-Williams and Markel Fultz uh, on FanDuel and just go along with our lives. Uh, Alfred Payton, 5,000, playing against Indiana. Their rotations are awful, which is real weird for a Thibodeau team. It's like the Knicks just... Had to be the Knicks, regardless of what coach came in. They just had to suck for daily fantasy. Uh, Thibodeau has always been a daily fantasy uh, commodity. He's always a guy that you can trust to play guys' big minutes. And we're just not seeing it. I think they ran an eight-man rotation last game, and somehow Alfred Payton didn't close, uh, and Mitchell Robinson didn't close, and they basically didn't play the entire fourth quarter, which seems to be happening quite a bit. Um, So Payton's relying on how he plays. Um, also, I don't know if he's blowout proof with this eight man rotation. So there's a lot of what ifs here with Alfred Payton. I would prefer not to play him in cash, uh, but you can definitely expect him to be owned around the industry just because he is simply too cheap. Um, give me a second here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to play Alfred Payton, but I will um, if I need him at point guard. Uh, The spread in that game is at 9. That's probably being a little generous, so there's definitely blowout risks there. Uh, We've seen blowouts everywhere, so no game is safe at all, no matter what. Um, The next point guard is Aaron Holiday. Um, I assume he would have to start uh, for him to project well tonight. We don't know if that's going to happen, um, but he did start last game, so the assumption is that he will start again. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, he's just, I don't know, not a guy I want to force in the night in what could be a blowout um, because he's not going to get extra run in the fourth quarter if it does get out of hand, and he's not an exceptional player, um, not someone I want to play at 7,500. He's been hitting a lot of his shots, which I think is boosting his value even higher than it should be so not really on him. Uh, Ben Simmons against Charlotte, 8,600. You're basically relying on blocks and steals for Simmons to reach his projection. Um, Not opposed to him at 8,600. Trey Young, 9,700 on a back-to-back against Cleveland. And I I do want to say that uh, Sexton is probably one of the most underrated point guards in the game right now. Um, I guess you could call him a shooting guard this year because Garland seems to have the ball in his hands more. But I could almost bet uh, that Colin Sexton's going to be guarding Trey Young, and he definitely should be. He he's strong, he's quick, uh, he puts a lot of effort in on the defensive end, and I also think he can school uh, their backcourt on the other end of the floor. So I really like Sexton um, from that standpoint tonight uh, to slow down Trey. But he's still Trey Young at 9,700. I'm not opposed to playing him in what should be a very competitive game environment. Uh, Six-point spread right now. I think that's actually too high. Excuse my dogs here. I've got my chickens and my goats running around, and they're going a little crazy. Um, next, uh, Lonzo Ball, Shake Milton. I'm not interested in any of those guys. Let's take a look over here on DraftKings. Um Darius Garland is the top point guard at 6000 and I think that's a great play and also a great price. I really, really like Cleveland's backcourt. Um, I, I think they're undervalued right now, and I don't think people have really been watching them. But they're playing great basketball. Uh, they're extremely improved. They're great on both ends of the floor. They get uh, stocks. Um, Sexton got there with just points last game when I played him. Just imagine if he had some other peripheral stats, Uh, Dante Exum again, he has to be starting. And if he is, he's probably a good play at 3,600 Malcolm Brogdon, shy Gilgis, Alexander 7,900 on DraftKings. That's a little steep, but he is getting all the usage on a really terrible team. Colin Sexton 7,100. His price is really getting up there. Over on DraftKings, but I think he still uh, exceeds value there, so he's a fine play in all formats. Markel Fultz, again, we're going to need the Fournier news. George Hill, Theo, uh, Meldon, Maladon, whatever. um, 3,200. He's not projecting all that well, but he is dirt cheap. Aaron Holiday, again, he has to be starting. Uh, Trey Young at 10,200. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not interested in Trey Young on DraftKings at that price point. Um, I likely won't be on him on FanDuel either, unless we just don't have anywhere else to spend our money. Uh, moving on to shooting guard. Colin Sexton is the top shooting guard value on FanDuel at $6,800. i am locking him in uh, to all my cash lineups 100%. I don't even have to look at anyone else. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, $4,600. is a really, really cheap price tag. Uh, but Eric Bledsoe has been absolutely awful. Um, He is a good defender, and that is why he continues to get minutes uh, similar to Lonzo Ball. And Bledsoe did hit 7 of 11 shots for 17 points uh, last game in 25 minutes. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to see if it was a blowout or why he only played 25 minutes. Because if his role is only 25 minutes, we might be uh, in some trouble here. I mean, he played 33 the previous game. Four guard lineup tonight with Zion at the five. Opened up some driving lanes. So it seems like they might be figuring out how to utilize him, even if his minutes are down. Uh, Minutes-wise, let me see what I have Eric Bledsoe projected at. Um, Bledsoe, yeah, I've got him at 29 minutes. I need to know if that was a blowout. Let me try to find the last game. Hold on. Uh, sorry for the delays. Uh, like I said, I do my research during the podcast as opposed to before, uh, so that way you guys can really get a feel uh, for how I go through it all. Uh, I still try to keep it quick. Uh, upcoming. Pull up the Bledsoe game log. 4600 is just so cheap. You know what? I remember it was a blowout because Zion didn't play the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, it was definitely a blowout. So we're looking at 30 minutes for 4600 on a guy that they're starting to stagger with Lonzo Ball, figure out how to use him. I think I'm completely fine with Eric Bledsoe tonight. I think the industry might actually still be off of him, even though the price point's low enough uh, to justify his tag. I mean, even with Bledsoe, you're still looking at a floor over 10 fantasy points. Uh, in a worst-case scenario, Um, so he's not necessarily going to kill your lineup, and the salary relief is probably worth it on tonight's slate. Uh, Seth Curry would be next in line. He's been on absolute fire, but the price, obviously, is starting to catch up. Uh, Against Charlotte, uh, the spread in that game looks like it is 10 points, so there's definitely some blowout risk there, but unless it gets over 20 points, Seth Curry's still going to get his minutes uh, Kevin Herter, uh, Shai Gildas alexander Devontae Graham's interesting at 5900 but, and this is a big but, we're starting to see uh, LaMelo creep into uh, Devontae Graham's minutes, and that's definitely a problem, and something that we need to keep an eye on, um, because he's been playing more and more, uh, they've been utilizing him as a scorer, And Devontae Graham hasn't necessarily been shooting the lights out, so something to keep an eye on there. Uh, As of right now, my lean would be uh, Sexton and Bledsoe at shooting guard, but obviously that could change throughout the day. Uh, Moving on to DraftKings, shooting guard position, Victor Oladipo, 6,700. That's too cheap for the role that he's been playing, assuming he is in tonight. Evan Fournier is questionable, so that will obviously change a lot of things. Uh, Colin Sexton, 7,100. We talked about him at point guard as well. I love him. Uh, let's take a look at George Hill uh, for OKC because I believe I watched him have a good game uh, last time out. I remember saying I couldn't believe he's even still in the NBA. Uh, but here we are. Game log. No, only eight points and four assists in 24 minutes, but it was a blowout. Uh, so he started decent. I remember him knocking down a few threes. Uh, he went two for five uh, on the three ball. Uh, George Hill's a little interesting at 4800 but I think it's still a little too expensive. And there's really nobody else that we're looking at at the shooting guard position. Um, Siakam should be back, so Norman Powell's not really in play. Uh, Fred VanVleet is going to see a dip as well uh, compared to last game. So let's move on to small forward. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. at 6800 um, his price is really creeping up there, but you have to remember that last time out, I think Larry Nance had one of the worst uh, games that he could have played uh, uh, from, from the perspective that he couldn't score any points, and he still found a way uh, to get value. Uh, so last time out, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, and a block. I think that's his floor when he's in the starting lineup because he plays so many minutes, Uh, I think this is going to be a competitive game environment. I think he's going to get tons of run because of Capella and John Collins. Uh, Nance historically has been able to stay out of foul trouble for the most part. Um, So even at 6,800, I think that's a fair price tag. Um, And I'm the first guy to jump off the Nance bandwagon, but I think he's getting a lot of run this year. Uh, He's doing a lot of things really well. And if he scores his normal amount, you know, 15 to 20 points, uh, I think we're going to be in for a big night. Um, I mean, he still shot 44% from the field, but that's, I mean, only one of four from three. Um, if he, you know, if we get some better variants in the shooting and the field goal attempts, uh, I think you could easily see him with 40 to 50 point upside. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Norman Powell, 3,800. That's really cheap. I guess he's viable there, uh, at a weak position because if you look down the list, you've got Cam Reddish. Evan Fournier, questionable. Tobias Harris at 7,200 in what could be a blowout. R.J. Barrett, who, my God, he's awful. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Justin Holliday. I mean, this is really ugly. Uh, Brandon Ingram does not project well. Uh, Only 41 fantasy points. But uh, on Fandle, that is a position that you might want to really look at Spending up to Brandon Ingram. I'm trying to pull his log up now. I know he's been absolutely uh, going nuts, and and I really like. I I think maybe the projections haven't caught up to his ability. So 60, 31, which was probably a blowout. 50, 28, and 34, and I know for sure one of those was a blowout. I think paying up for Brandon Ingram here makes sense uh, if it fits the lineup build, because I do not see. A second small forward that I want to squeeze into my lineup. So I think Ingram and Tobias Harris are probably your best options uh, at, at the position, and I think it's worth looking into both of them. Um, Justin Holiday, what did he do? Is is yeah? T.J. Warren's out for a long time, so there's a chance that Justin Holiday could start over Aaron Holiday. So that's something to keep an eye on. He did only play 23 minutes last game. Um, but he is a guy that produces, and if he gets up to the 25 to 30-minute range, especially if he starts, I would lock him in. But we'll just have to kind of wait and see uh, what the news does. So Fandle, small forward, is very ugly. Uh, lock in Nance, and then consider Tobias, um, Justin Holiday, and Brandon Ingram. Small forward over on DraftKings. Uh, Brandon Ingram's quite a bit cheaper there. I would lock him in him in. I love that price point. Uh, Oladipo, who I already touched on, Tobias Harris is actually uh, priced reasonably over there, and that is pretty much it uh, outside of Michael Carter-Williams, who may get more run uh, if Fournier is out. It looks like Terrence Ross is back, so we would definitely need Fournier out to consider uh, rostering Michael Carter-Williams, and Terrence Ross would also get a big boost in usage offensively, Uh, We'd have to see the starting lineup there to really know what's going on. Uh, FanDuel. Let's move on to power forward John Collins. Seven thousand price hasn't gone up. Back to back, he's been significantly more involved. Um, We saw him have a pretty good game last night, but he didn't get very many peripherals, if I remember correctly. Twenty-five minutes, twenty points, eight rebounds, two assists, and a block. Uh, I think it got out of. Did it get out of hand? No, it was close all the way throughout. Why did he only play 25 minutes? Oh, maybe they because they wanted to play him on a back-to-back. Let me try to pull up some, uh, some news here. Gallinari's been ruled out tonight. Okay, finally busted out 30 points. They don't even have anything on last game. I, I'm pretty sure it didn't get out of hand, so I'm not sure why he only played 25 minutes. I guess the Hawks took a big lead. So when did the starters come out? Well, Collins was still in at the end of the game. Yeah, Trey and Collins played basically to the buzzer. So that's worrisome that he only played 25 minutes. I really don't know why. let me see what I have him projected for. Yeah, I've got him for 30 minutes, and that seems generous yeah, I'm going to have to dive into Collins a little more. I think I would probably put him at 28 minutes. And it would still put him at 33, 34 fantasy points. So I think he's definitely still one of the better power forward plays. Uh, Julius Randle at 8,000. I think he's a great play. I don't think you can go wrong with Julius Randle. He's getting monster minutes. Uh, Zion Williamson probably going to go underowned after that last game. But this is where he should thrive in a competitive game environment with a one-point spread. I think I'm definitely on the Zion train tonight. Sabonis is a great player and has a great matchup, but man, that price tag is really getting up there on FanDuel at $9,400. Um, and there's really not anyone worth considering below that. Uh, Siakam, maybe. Um, but that's pretty much it. So at power forward, I'm looking at Zion, Randall, and Collins. I think ideally I would want Randall and Zion over Collins. Um, but you could definitely make a case. Uh, for Collins tonight, even even if he gets 27, 28 minutes. Power forward over on DraftKings. Uh, Brandon Ingram, we already talked about him. Zion Williamson at 7,800. I love that price point. I'm probably going to have him in my lineups over there tonight. Uh, Larry Nance, 6,900. That is still too cheap. He's a decent play. Sabonis at 9,400 is still a little bit too high, but he's a good play as well. Uh, Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon. John Collins is too expensive on DraftKings. I do not want him. Uh, OG Ananobi, Julius Randle is 9100 That's too expensive. So I'm really narrowing my pull here to Nance, Zion, and Ingram uh, on DraftKings at power forward. Uh, looking at center on FanDuel, the dreaded Mitchell Robinson has entered the conversation again. He was in foul trouble last game, I believe. So that's something uh, to consider but we just haven't seen him break out. Uh, Indiana does play big, so that's good for him. And and I would assume that he gets up to the 29 to 30 minute mark and should hit value. Um, But you still have to, you have to look at other options and and at least consider them. Uh, Clint Capella, let's look, this is a back-to-back for Capella, but it looks like his minute restriction uh, was finally taken off. Twelve points and eleven rebounds in thirty minutes. So, I don't know. I, I something. Let me look. Pull up the injury news here. I feel like Capella might sit tonight. No, well, he's not on the injury report. So, uh, something to keep an eye on. I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, that Capella will play after playing just thirty after playing thirty minutes last night. Um, So I don't know. And that also explains why John Collins only played 25. So the Capella-Collins situation is probably one that I would avoid on a back-to-back because I don't know which direction they're going to go. So in cash, I think you can steer clear of that and just roster uh, Mitchell Robinson over on FanDuel. Or if you have the salary, you can get up to someone like Andre Drummond uh, who's going to play against a a team that plays pretty big. He's 10000 He got in some foul trouble last game. But anytime he doesn't get in foul trouble, he's bound to go off. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, 8400 That's a really fair price point uh, in, I guess, what is a decent matchup this year, although it hasn't been in years past for centers. Uh, Al Horford, I'm not interested in that. Steven Adams, only tournaments. Uh, Embiid at $10,500 uh, is pretty interesting. Embiid has actually been going nuts. I played him the other day but got screwed by a blowout. Um... Let's see what we got here. Yeah, I mean, even in a blowout, he put up 40 fantasy points in 26 minutes. 61, 47, 48. So I think if I'm spending up at center, I'm probably going to go with Joel Embiid just because he is a little more consistent than Andre Drummond. But you also have blowout risk again. And Drummond doesn't carry that same blowout risk. So I could see going either direction there, but I'm probably going to dip down to Mitchell Robinson. And just eat the chalk and hope that he can finally stay out of foul trouble and have a good game because he is extremely talented for fantasy purposes. And he's a guy that I feel like is going to bust out sooner rather than later. Uh, Capella at 5,200 on DraftKings. That makes him firmly in play. And I think at this point I would trust his minutes a little more than someone like John Collins in that rotation. Uh, Andre Drummond is 9,200. I think you can... Definitely get both of those guys in your lineup. Uh, All three, actually, if you include Zion, Uh, even Embiid at ten thousand is too cheap. But again, you have some blowout risk uh, that's worth considering. Larry Nance, we already talked about. Uh, Mitchell Robinson's a little more expensive, and there's not the uh, blocks and steals uh, upside on DraftKings with the three fantasy points that FanDuel has for each one of those statistics. Uh, So I'd probably be off of him on DraftKings. It's a good way to get some variance off Mitchell Robinson if you play on both sites. Uh but that is pretty much it. Um let me look at the FanDuel all-day slate and give you guys a few tidbits here on the Sacramento and Houston game. Um just looking it looks like man, I'm not really seeing anyone on FanDuel from Sacramento or Houston that you would want. Oh, never mind. I wasn't sorting correctly. Huh. I knew that didn't sound right. Uh Fox, 8,000, lock. Easy play. John Wall, 8,200, borderline lock. Really good play um, for a guy that's getting, you know, mid-30s minutes already. Um, That's pretty much it. at Point guard, uh, shooting guard, buddy healed, lock. So there's a lot of value in this early game. Uh, James Harden is a decent play. Um, not really much at small forward in that game. Power forward, Bagley, 5,100, good price, uh, at a position that we're a little on the fence about tonight. But I think I still, if I can, I want Julius Randle and Zion Williamson. But Bagley at 5,100 does provide some value. Uh, at center, I'm not really interested in that game at all, still sticking with Mitchell Robinson. But uh, that is pretty much it i think i'm not seeing much else that we need to talk about so i will catch you guys on the next one